my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is how to ask for help in a way that people are more likely to say yes. We all need people to help us out from time to time. Maybe you want a neighbor to water your plants while you're on vacation. Or you'd like a colleague to make an introduction. Every time I have a book come out, I hope that the various other authors and influencers I know will share my work with their audiences. Of course, I get requests from other authors to share news of their books too. And over time, I started to notice something. Some of these requests were far more effective than others. Some people clearly sent the same email to everyone. And sometimes this mass emailing would even be acknowledged as such in the first sentence. Sorry, I don't have time to write you all individually, but would you do this for me? Now, I generally try to still be a good citizen of the author world and help out, but I know that part of my brain would always be thinking, well, if you don't have time to write me individually, why should I make time individually to do what you're asking? And if I'm thinking this, then probably other recipients of the mass email are thinking the same thing. And maybe they're just deleting the email. So sure, the sender theoretically saved time, but he or she didn't get the wanted results either. But when somebody I've met writes me individually and asks for help, the bias is always to say yes. I've since come across research finding that this is how most people react to such requests. When you are asked individually, the responsibility is on you. You know it isn't shared. In the interest of preserving the relationship, you'll feel like you need a good reason to say no. And so the easiest course is, in fact, to say yes. The asker can make it even easier to say yes by being very specific about what he or she wants. Here's a Facebook post you can share about my project. Or could you post something on Twitter? Here's a tweet you could use if you wanted. These requests are even more effective if the person has thought through what you specifically could do. Like, here's an idea for a before breakfast episode, and it fits with the theme of the podcast. Now, I know this, and so I always ask for help individually. When my most recent book, Juliet's School of Possibilities, came out last March, I emailed hundreds of people with personal requests. The vast majority of these people responded positively. Now, yes, this took a lot of time. But so what? It was a good use of time. And not just for sharing the news of the book. 
I was able to reconnect with several people who then kept me in mind for future projects too. Technology makes it very easy to communicate with lots of people at once. And sometimes that's fine. But if you want people to use their precious time to help you, you're generally better off investing the time in asking for help personally and specifically. And then of course, thanking people. Because when you do that, everyone's more inclined to help in the future. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, listeners. I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water, to stunning black sand beaches, and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.